Support for this podcast and the following messages comes from Texas Mutual Insurance Company, proud to support the many Texas businesses who make safety their number one priority in the workplace. More information about safety-focused workers' comp available at worksafetexas.com. Welcome to the New York Lucis Trust Full Moon Meditation Meeting. Each month, we work together as a group to contact, hold, and distribute spiritual energy in the service of humanity and all life forms. To receive announcements for our meetings, please email us at newyork at lucistrust.org, L-U-C-I-S-T-R-U-S-T dot org. Good evening, friends, and welcome to this Full Moon Meditation Meeting, this World Service Festival meeting for Leo. It's a great joy to be meeting together with Leo. Welcome to those of you who are listening to this broadcast online and who will listen to it later on as well. It's quite a thing to think of groups, small groups gathering all over the planet in to work with the opportunities of this abundant flow of energy, all conditioned by the constellation Leo. We're meeting at what's clearly a significant time in human affairs. Consciousness is stirred, emotions are running high, and nations are making important and hugely significant choices about their future. While ancient patterns of separateness are rising to the surface, on the other hand, forces of unity and goodwill are deepening and becoming stronger and more anchored. For all of us inspired by a vision of wholeness and the dream that humanity is developing collective consciousness of itself as a species, unified through its rich diversity, the raw waves of fear, grief and uncertainty about the future can be disturbing to say the least. Therapists and priests all over the world attest to the spiritual nature of the crisis that countless individuals now find themselves in. It's easy to get caught up in the analysis of events as they happen. There is so much noise and so much attempt and endeavor to understand. Opinions and judgments about what and who was right and wrong quickly solidify, and they become concrete in this environment. But we're gathered here to stand with humanity during this time of the full moon in Leo. And our primary task is to approach hierarchy and invoke lighted energies of divinity, knowing that these energies will help us to imaginatively sense how the Christ and the Buddha might be observing this time, and knowing too that these energies will empower, support, and nourish the forces of goodwill that are already so strongly present in the world. We can imagine the global group of meditators observing the events of the time with a measure of love and intuitive understanding. Imagine this group noticing ways in which the plan and the will of the divine appears to be working out. The more that we imagine the group observing in this way from the perspective of the ashram, and the more real our observation becomes, the more we will see with increasing clarity where we ourselves can best be of service and of use. The seeds of Aquarius are germinating and putting down roots within the hundreds of millions, the multitudes of people of goodwill. The future mass culture is emerging out of the field of consciousness created by these multitudes, just as the more refined culture of the future intelligentsia, the intuitives, the mystics and the occultists, is emerging out of the group of world servers. It's worth reminding ourselves that because of incoming Aquarian energies, and because of educational developments around the world, And because of the intensification of human experience in recent decades, 
the body of human consciousness that is identified by the quality of goodwill is larger, stronger, and more energetically alive than at any previous time in history. There are virtually no commentators writing today who recognize anything like DK's vision of the significance of the goodwill that exists in the world and the way it is in which it is being empowered and mobilized. For this goodwill network crosses all boundaries of culture, faith, ethnicity, ideology, and political opinions to form one great heart of goodness in the consciousness of humanity. Commentators, politicians, and social scientists do often refer in passing to people of goodwill, but these passing comments are usually no more than that, passing comments. And it's a mistake to equate people of goodwill only with activists or civil society movements, or only with local church or temple groups, important though these undoubtedly are in human development. Organized goodwill is a part of it, but by no means does this cover the full richness of goodwill, for it ignores the diversity of levels and degrees of concentration of goodwill. At the core of what we might call the muscle of goodwill in human affairs as its pulsating radiant heart is a relatively small group of what Alice Bailey's students would call disciples and initiates. These people come from a diversity of spiritual traditions. Consciously or unconsciously, they are in process of bridging across the planes of mind into hierarchy, yet they remain firmly anchored in their humanity and in their transparent will to serve. And this esoteric group of disciples and initiates provides the energetic core, the center, of what D.K. refers to as the new group of world servers. And this new group of world servers is that strong, muscular group of intelligent, will-oriented men and women who find a great deal of their life meaning and purpose in some field of work that takes humanity forward on the path towards right relations. The work of members of this group is hugely diverse, covering every profession and field of activity, art, dance, religion, politics, psychology, business, science, engineering, technology, every field of human activity. There's widespread recognition of the existence of this group, the group of world servers, especially through the literature and cultural creatives, following the research by sociologist Paul Ray and psychologist Sherry Ruth Anderson, but also Paul Hawkins' magnificent Blessed Unrest. From DK's perspective, one of the primary functions of this group of concentrated cultural creatives, the group of world servers, is to inspire, mobilize, and organize the multitudes, the masses, of people of goodwill. These multitudes include many who are centered in the mind and many more who are centered in the emotions. The distinguishing characteristic of the multitudes of people of goodwill is their basic orientation towards goodness, beauty, and truth. They're the people of good character, those whose moral conscience is at least in process of waking up. These are the people in every neighborhood of the world who have a basic orientation towards goodwill, even though their essential goodness may often lack focus or concentration or a strongly developed will. The multitudes of people of goodwill are truly centered in getting on with their lives, and any involvement they have in progressive or humanitarian social movements will usually be peripheral to their core identity and purpose. Although evolution and the initiation of humanity is to a great extent about the potential for their goodwill, this is we're talking about the masses of people of goodwill, to become increasingly concentrated and central to their lives. So can we just pause for a moment to identify with a group mind of all who are meditating for world service at this time? This is a field of mind that is quiet, focused, and it's flooded with the light of the ashram. And then from this group is a group of full moon meditators, 
we can reach out to link with fellow servers in the esoteric group, with a group of world servers, and way out to those vast multitudes of the people of goodwill in the world, in all their varying degrees of concentrated goodness. And together, let us sound those ancient words of the Gayatri. O Thou, who givest sustenance to the universe, from whom all things proceed, to whom all things return, unveil to us the face of the true spiritual Son, hidden by a disk of golden light, that we may know the truth and do our whole duty as we journey to thy sacred feet. If the comments in the book, Esoteric Astrology, are anything to go by, the energies of Leo will provoke, or rather they are provoking, a defining crisis in the transition into Aquarius. This is because Leo governs the sense of self, and because Aquarius is the polar opposite of Leo. So a good part of the story of the development of modern consciousness is the rising Leo's sense of individuality and self-assertion. And yet an equally important part and the long-term more significant part of the story is the transformation of the sense of the separated self into the sense of the universal self. And it's clear that in the issues of this time in history, the two aspects of Leo are facing each other, often with a stark contrast. Those who have a preoccupation with the needs and desires and fears of the separated self appear to stand in opposition to those who are preoccupied with the well-being of the whole. And the tension between the two can, in particular circumstances and events, be quite palpable, even if the way forward, the middle way, may not be so easy to discern. But what we need to remember is that Leo achieves its consummation, the peak of its spiritual potential, as service to the self transits into service to the whole. One way of understanding the crisis of transition is to think in terms of a battlefield between forces of materialism and forces of light. Yet there's difficulty with this image in that it draws attention to winners and losers rather than to the subtleties of the process itself and to the purification of consciousness that has taken place as the multitudes of people of goodwill are provoked to deepen their understanding of the policies and programs they believe will truly benefit all people and not just their own ethnic group or their own economic class or even their own nation. And this is a slow process that works through time, a process of clarifying a sense of a possible future that will work for the benefit of all and not just a few, regardless of ideologies, marketing claims, and political spin. Ever since the end of the World War, the problems of separateness, race, religion, economics, men and women, children and education, have been the subject of debate, negotiation, conflict and division. Progress has been made in the quest for societies that announce enhance human rights and provide opportunities for the exercise of human responsibility, has moved through cycles of obvious progress together with cycles when little seems to be happening, even though the deeper transformation of consciousness has continued out of the spotlight. But now through the crisis of the times, the sense of self is reforming and realigning. 
It's not something we might think of as taking place at one particular time in one symbolic choice, like an election or a referendum, but rather through a series of choices and judgments that serve to awaken the sense of a higher and more real self. And part of this can be seen in debates about nationhood. There's a tendency to view all aspects of national identification as inherently separative and in opposition to a growing sense of global citizenship. But this is not necessarily the case. For national conversations about identity and place in the world are a fundamental part of the maturing of a nation. Even though we think of this period as a time when globalization is the central dynamic in international affairs, the reality is that globalization forces nations to deepen their sense of self. It really challenges ideas of nationhood and national self-interest. The divided nation becomes increasingly divided under the intensity of globalization. We only need think of the tensions created by national debates about refugees and migration. Leo directs our focus to the process whereby a nation becomes secure and at ease with itself, including its divisions, conflicts, and tensions. Before a peoples can look out to the greater whole with a measure of freedom from fear, pride, and self-centeredness, there needs to be some stability and integration in the national psyche. A true global spirit can only emerge when nations have, at least to some degree, dealt with their glamours and illusions so that they can stand secure in who they are and freely share gifts they have to bring to the whole. Britain's forthcoming departure from the EU can at least in part be seen in this light. Indeed, the spiral dynamics thinker Don Beck has recently suggested this and discussed the idea with a group of British parliamentarians. It brings opportunities and incentive for the people of the UK to rediscover national identity and a sense of place in Europe and the world. As the nation hopefully grows through this crisis into some measure of balance between soul and personality, acceptance of and learning from its history and with realistic vision of future possibilities, Britain, if it is able to hold together through the crisis, will be in a better position to join with other strong independent nations in Europe and the Commonwealth with a renewed purpose of deepening cooperation and service. Before the referendum, the situation may have been different, but now that the vote has been cast, opportunities can be seen for a transformed national identity, even just in response to the shock that's felt by so many people. The old commentary uses the language of symbol to speak of the transformation of self that's what Leo is all about. The lion begins to roar. He rushes forth, and in his urge to live he wields destruction. And then again he roars, and rushing to the stream of life, drinks deep. And then, having drunk, the magic of the waters works. He stands transformed. The lion disappears. And he who bears the water pot stands forth and starts upon his mission. That's in Destiny of the, Nation, Destiny of the Nations on page 146. It is what happens following the working of the magic of the waters that we might focus our attention on. When this magic has done its purifying work, and when the Leo subject has begun to tread the reverse wheel, the process of the lion disappearing to become the one who bears the water pot is a process of fire. The quiet, background, flowing persistence of purification by water is replaced in Leo by a burning away of all that obstructs the mind's recognition of the strong, universal self. Preceding initiation, fire in Leo brings an intensification of light, 
and eventual revelation to the purified man who stands in light. One way of looking at the impact the light of Leo is having on the transformation of self and the emergence of the water-bearer is to look at the millennium generation, those born after 1980 who have come of age in the new millennium. A couple of years back there was an interesting program on NPR, Getting Some Me Time, Why Millennials Are So Individualistic. The article explored the widespread view that millennials are, to quote, a class of self-centered, self-absorbed, selfie-snapping 20-somethings and offered some different perspectives. For example, Jeffrey Jensen Arnett directs the Clark Poll of Emerging Adults, and he agrees that millennials are taking more time to become adults, often spending their 20s to find themselves and explore their options before settling down. But as he says, people in their 20s today are freer from social rules than they have ever been before. And this doesn't mean that they're selfish, and he speaks of it more as a more self-focused time in life. I mean that they have fewer social rules and obligations. They have, he says, the freedom to be self-directed. And we're now seeing the second wave of the millennial generation of emerging adults, 18 to mid to late 20s. And the phenomenon of this group, having the freedom to explore self, is becoming a strong feature of the age. This development of self-directed individuals exactly reflects the language used by D.K. in his discussion of Leo in Esoteric Astrology. Leo, D.K. writes, is of paramount control in the life of the aspirant. He has to know himself through true self-awareness before he can know that divine spirit which is his true self and before he can know also his fellow men. The only truly self-conscious person is the man who is aware of purpose, of a self-directed life, and of a developed and definite plan and program. Where these are present, the inference is that there is mental perception and some measure of integration. That's from Esoteric Astrology, pages 288-289. Returning to the NPR story, there's interesting comment about the apparent lack of political engagement amongst emerging adults. It's quoting from the program, the reality is when you look at young people, all the data shows that young people are civic-minded in a very different way, says Erica Williams-Simon, a social impact and communication strategist. They're not as interested in politics, but are interested in social change and finding creative, innovative ways to make a difference that are in a way more effective than the systems of the past. End of quote. Jeffrey Arnett, the pollster, sums up his thinking with the thought that he says it's inaccurate to call millennial emerging adults narcissists. He sees that they get used to making their own decisions. And interestingly, this affects long-term relationships. Fifty years ago, the median age for women to marry was 20. In 2014, when this NPR broadcast was made, it was 27. As Arnett comments, for millennials, it's challenging to partner with somebody else and to have to compromise about things. He says, I think people will make much better choices if they have their 20s to figure it out. This is all very hopeful and positive from a Leo perspective. During the 60 or more years since the the end of the Second World War, people generally from all parts of the world have becoming steadily more individualistic, building the sense of the separated self and the separated family. But at the same time, as personalities have been integrating and becoming increasingly assertive, a deeper sense of self has also been emerging, as is evidenced in these comments about the millennial generation. We're witnessing a time now when the lion who roars is truly being balanced by the lion who drinks and in the process of drinking 
becomes the water carrier. In public discourse, the two are beginning to engage directly with each other, beginning to find conversation and ways in which communication can occur. Conversation and dialogue is increasingly becoming essential. And through our meditation work and through the positivity of our lives, may we together as a group strengthen the emergence of the universal self. So we're going to meditate together using the former in approach to the hierarchy meditation format. For those of you who are listening online, I'll be reading the, um, the meditation outline aloud so you can follow it. That way you can also find it um, on the website. But I suggest you don't do that if you're listening. Sit, close your eyes, and together let us all do some work. The theme of this meditation is letting in the light. Group fusion. We affirm the fact of group fusion and integration within the heart center of the new group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity. I am one with my group brothers, and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. We project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the planetary heart, the great ashram of Sanat Kumara, and towards the Christ at the heart of hierarchy.
a higher interlude. Hold the contemplative mind open to the extraplanetary energy streaming into Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy. And using the creative imagination, endeavor to see the three planetary centers, Shambhala, hierarchy, humanity, gradually coming into alignment and interplay. Reflect on the seed thought for Leo. I am that, and that am I. I am that, and that am I.
precipitation using the creative imagination visualize the energies of light love and the will to good pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on earth and prepared physical plane centers through which the plan can manifest. Use the sixfold progression of divine love as the sequence of energy precipitation. Shambhala, hierarchy, the Christ, the new group of world servers, the men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world and physical centers of distribution. The lower interlude. We focus the consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram. And together sound the affirmation. In the center of all love I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy, streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. And consider how these inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher, the Christ.
distribution. As the great invocation has sounded, visualize the outpouring of light and love and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the whole human race. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center, which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, friends. The time of the Leo full moon is tomorrow morning at 5.28 in the morning. That's an Eastern Daylight Time in the United States of America. Um, and I'm sure we'll be linking up with many at that time. And the next meeting here will be a new moon meeting on... Um, September the 1st, which is a Thursday at 6.30, at 6, 6 p.m. here on Wall Street in a place that seeks to be of service. Thank you, friends. Thank you for your participation in this group service. Please join us again next month. 
To receive announcements for our meetings, please email us at newyork at lucistrust.org. Support for this podcast and the following messages comes from Texas Mutual Insurance Company, proud to support the many Texas businesses who make safety their number one priority in the workplace. More information about Safety Focus Workers' Comp available at WorkSafeTexas.com.